0: We're going, to, we're going to start with the, um, with the Bible reading, actually. So it's from Revelation 19, 1 to 10. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven, shouting, Alleluia! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For true and just are his judgments. He's condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He's avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne. And they cried, Amen! Amen! Hallelujah! And a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both small and great. And then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, like the loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns, let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. And the angel said to me, Right, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. And at this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, don't do it. I'm a fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Um, Yeah, going back to um, the Bible reading right at the beginning. Um, And there's this massive enthusiastic excitement of praising God. I also thought, uh, in which context is this? You know, think about what has come before that. All the beasts and um, all the difficult things that uh, have gone on in this whether it was the end time or, you know, in this story so far. It's not been easy. Uh, and yet there's this multitude of excitement and, and worship for God. Uh, and it made me think of this little e-book. Um, it's called Prison to Praise. Um, and it was written by Merlin Carruthers. Um, and he, was, he, he became a, a chaplain for the U.S. Army. Um, but before he did that he, be, he he went awol from the army um, and nicked a car and got imprisoned for it um, and and from there it 's all about his his journey um, becoming Christian and that sort of thing um, but at this point um, he 'd suddenly thought in a lot of the b- parts of the Bible, it says, "Praise him no matter what um, there was one little quote. Probably won't be able to find it now. There we go. Um, He was talking about um, rejoice, thank God for everything. Um, And that really made him think, what do you mean everything? Even the horrible stuff, even the difficult stuff, even the go wrong stuff. Um, And he felt that God was saying yes, absolutely. Praise him for everything. So the good things and the tricky things. Uh, Because through the tricky things, we learn more about God. Um, And I'm just going to read you, if you don't mind, a little bit from the story. Um, It says this. Discovering the power of praise was one of the most exciting experiences I've ever had. Yet every time I wanted to share it with someone, it was as if God was saying, hold it, this isn't the time. Um, And then someone came to him and said, Chaplain, you've got to help me. When I was drafted, my wife tried to commit suicide. And now I've received orders to go to Vietnam. And she says that if I go, she's going to kill herself. What am I going to do? Ron was an attorney and a member of the Bar Association. But he'd been drafted and preferred to join the army as a private. And now he was obviously distraught and unable to hand handle the situation with his wife. Um, he then talks to the wife and she's in an absolute state. Um, the, the background to her story, her name was Sue, was that she'd been adopted as a baby, was split from her adopted family and had nobody except for Ron. Um, and he knew that if Ron went to Vietnam, Sue would stay alone in a rented room in a strange town. Um, And he then prayed for wisdom. And he suddenly realized that this is the time to say, okay, I I want you to say thank you for this situation. Um, And to cut a long story short, uh, the first time she was no better, she was in a worse state, a day or two, three days later, And then the two of them come to him. And uh, I'll just find it here. If you can only believe that God is really working this thing out for the best of both of you, then all you have to do is trust him and begin to thank him, regardless of what the situation looks like. Ron and Sue looked at each other. Well, what do we have to lose, Ron said. And we knelt and Sue prayed. And she said, Lord, I thank you, Ron's going to Vietnam. It must be your will, but I don't understand. Then Ron prayed and said, Lord, this is strange, but I trust you. Thank you, I am going to Vietnam, and that Sue is really upset. Thank you that she might even try and hurt herself. I had a feeling Ron and Sue were not very convinced, but I thanked the Lord that they were trying. And they left the office, and later I heard what had happened. Ron and Sue had gone into the chapel and knelt together at the altar. And they turned their lives and each other over to God in a deeper commitment than ever before. And as Sue had the strength to pray, God, I thank you that Ron is going to Vietnam. You know how much I'm missing. You know I don't have a father or mother or brother or sister or family of any kind. I will trust you. Um, And then it gets... um, Further on, there's somebody also waiting at the, at the chapel, and It's a young soldier. <clears throat> um, and the young soldier ends up sitting next to Sue. Sue shakes her head. It'll do no good seeing that chaplain, she said. But the soldier wasn't easily discouraged. And while they were waiting, he took out his wallet and he began to show Sue pictures of his wife and his children. And they turned to the next picture, picture and Sue screamed, Who's that?! It's my mum. No, it's my mum, said Sue, shaking with emotion. Well, it can't be, the soldier replied. I don't have a sister. It is, I know it is. "What makes you think that. Well, when I was a little girl, I happened to find a piece of paper in my parents' desk that showed I was adopted. And in the upper right-hand corner was a picture of my real mother. It's her, it's the same lady. And it was. And now Sue had a brother, and with him came a whole family. And he writes, was it a coincidence? There are more than 200 million people in the United States. What are the odds against that particular soldier walking in the door to my office just as Sue had made a promise with God to praise him for her loneliness? So I, 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 I guess that's a challenge for, for all of us. Um... As Tim knows, Tim very kindly last week wrote a little email and said, "Um, Anita, would you like me to say anything? I said, well, emailed back, I've got this to do, and I've got got 80 reports to do, and I've got parents evening, and I've got this, and I've got that, and I've got this. And I thought, how am I going to say thank you for this, lots and lots of work? Um, But actually tonight has been amazing and, you know, it's made a big difference to me. Um, And so I'm just going to leave that with you, actually. I've got nothing more clever to say um, but just that little idea of praise God in everything, no matter how difficult it is or, or what situation it is.